Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I write an automotive column for Bay Area News Group, which is the San Jose Mercury and East Bay Times in Walnut Creek. I am the now uh, founder and senior editor of theweeklydriver.com. It's been online since 2004. My co-host today is John Berg, a friend and a longtime automotive journalist. We are on the final day of Best of the Bay, which has been a three-day, two-and-a-half-day program with Western Auto journalists. We've been reviewing cars, meeting new people, which leads us into our guest today is uh, Doug Berman, and Doug is the producer of um, Car Talk, and he also was the founder of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, you know, two of the most popular programs on uh, National Public Radio and other outlets, and so Doug, welcome to our podcast. Thanks, fellas. How are you doing? We're doing well. Thank you. Good. Most people know uh, Car Talk and know the the brothers who were the um, founders, I think at one point the most popular program. Uh, on NPR. Yeah. And uh, it's sad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Sad, very sad, considering uh, you fit right into their sense of humor perfectly. Yeah. And um, of course, uh, one of them is deceased. Um, Tom. Tom is deceased, and the program has now been archived and it's gone through different things. And basically, you're, you're the guy in charge of it, right? You produce it. And so yeah. tell us about some of the background and how you were involved in this. Well, I, I guess I should say that it's, you can still get it on podcast. We yeah. have um, we decided about a year ago to go back to the beginning of the series. Mm-hmm. You know, we had done 25 years of shows, right. and uh, start re-releasing the series sort of uh-huh. in order. Yes, uh, with edited shows twice a week. So if, if you're if you're a nostalgia fan, yes. or if you were you know held hostage as a child in your car <laughs> while your parents listened, yes. you can <laughs> you can relive those moments. Um, so. Uh, well, well, car talk started. I was I was working in news. I had what you know what some people call legitimate career prospects at the time, <laughs> um, and um, and Tom and Ray were doing a local volunteer show uh, at a station called WBUR in Boston. Yes, and the way they started was. Um, BUR was known as a community radio station. Mm-hmm. There aren't that many of those left these days. No, or, or unfortunately. Some, yeah. yeah, but they were, you know, they were interesting places where, where, um, you know, the, it, there was no real programming management. It was all volunteers, and so anybody who had an idea for a show could come mm-hmm. and basically do that show. And so, you know, there was the prisoner hour and there was the prisoner vegan hour and there, you know, it was like, there was everything. It it was interesting. It was, you know, it was, and four people listened and, you know, but it had a huge signal, it turned out. And so there was a guy who was doing a talk show, uh, just a generic talk show there. And he thought, well, why don't I do something on cars one week? And... So he called six mechanics from the area and asked them if they would come in and, you know, talk about cars and car repair. And among those six were Tom and Ray, Mm -hmm. they they called, who had a local garage in Cambridge. And, uh, you know, Ray thought it was a dumb idea, so he said that he told his brother to go. Um, And uh, so Tom showed up and Mm -hmm. he was on a, he was a panel of one. You know, none of the other five people showed up. <laughs> and so he answered questions, and uh, the guy said, well, that was great. You want to come back next week? And he said, sure, can I bring my brother? And the 
guy said, sure. And then they got there the next week and it turned out the guy had been fired or disappeared. And there was a note that said, have fun, watch your language. Oh my gosh. And so they started just uh, doing a weekly call-in show and they didn't know anything. You got the job. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This was like 1977. Mm -hmm. Um, And in a way, you know, when I think about it, uh, the fact that they knew nothing is what made them ultimately who they were. Sure. That they, no one told them the rules of radio. You know, you have Mm -hmm. to speak like stentorian tones. (laughs) Yes. You have to... You know, Ted Baxter you can't you can't <laughs> laugh at yourself, and you, yes. you know, and they're always sort of, you know, everybody who who gets into radio sort of imitates other people who have been on radio, and they didn't, mm-hmm. you know, they just sort of had a good time and did their thing, and as they, brothers, yeah, as brothers, and laughed around and had a good time, and um, they sort of developed a comfort doing that while no one was watching. It was you know it was a great story of benign neglect, and then. The you hilarity know. ensued immediately. I'm yeah, well, that's that was their relationship. It really was. You know, if you met them off the air, uh, they were exactly the same. Wonderful. You know? Yeah. Um, nobody was ever disappointed meeting them and saying, "Well, they, you know, that was an act." Or no, it wasn't an act. <laughs> that's really who they were. Yeah. Um, so eventually, I I came in and uh, you know I was I had some experience producing radio mm-hmm. and, and producing at NPR. Um, in the news area, really. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of applied what I knew. And I, again, I didn't know too much. I was a kid. I was 25, something like that. Um, I applied what I knew about producing, yes. you know, which was like, okay, let's, let's organize this. Let's decide who the audience is. Let's try to focus it. And so, you know, we went from, we took it from two calls an hour, mm-hmm. you know, to, to 12 calls an hour. Yes. You know, we put in some formatting and said, well, let's, you know, let's put the puzzler in here and let's, you know, let's put this here and that, you know, sort of created a, you know, a format that worked and, and, and reoriented it a little bit more toward people who own cars rather than people who fix cars. You know, they would spend half an hour talking someone through an actual repair, Yes. you know, which was great for the person. Yeah, but they could have done that on the phone. That's not yes. really entertainment, you know. No, 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 <laughs> that's, no, no. that's what we call the phone call, you know. <laughs> um, so you know, I helped orient it more toward you know people who have to live with cars, you know, who own cars and don't know what to do and are you know uh, mystified by the noises they make and things like that. And so we you know we did that and 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 geared it more toward the humor, which I thought was really fun, um, and that became the show over time. As a quick follow up, John's got him litany of questions too but as a quick follow up it seems to me that although the basis of the show was car talk that those guys became psychologists psychiatrists babysitters <laughs> counselors yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that was one of the beauties of the show that somebody would call up on it that my, my the engine in my car makes a noise and it would transition yeah. to how's your marriage you know how yeah. are your kids and is that that was true form? That's true that's, form. That's yeah. them. You know, they 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 liked people. <laughs> yes, yes. And they yes. enjoyed they just enjoyed having a good time, getting to know people, and having laughs. And they did that wherever you put them. You know, um, and they so they did it on the show. You know, that's uh, and that was what was you know to me it was so charming about the whole thing. You know, and uh, and wonderful about it is it was really about people. You mm-hmm. know, and we you know as producers behind the scene, you know, we knew that so we would screen callers in a way, you know, we had kind of a matrix, but, um, you know, one of the things we were looking for is just 
people who sounded like fun and yeah. interesting because yeah, we knew the guys would just like light up and you know and get to know them and it would be fun go ahead John well uh, as a card guy I, I was drawn to the show for the automotive content and then of course I well, stayed that was the, a mistake <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd stay for the humor and yeah. the laughter and right. it was always just so much fun uh, uh just listening in, yeah, you felt like you were you were part of it. Yeah, and um, and I would imagine that you have to have a, a pretty hearty sense of humor to be able to keep up with those guys. Uh, yeah, I mean they're the funniest people I know, and they're not they're not you know they're not professional comedians, but I I never met people who were funnier, you know, just naturally funnier. Um, I think most people came to it the other way; they sort of came for the humor. And got a little bit of car information. You know, the opposite of what Yeah, well, I think it evolved. I sometimes describe the shows I do as, you know, not a complete waste of time. You know, right, right. Meaning that, you know, you, you get drawn in by the entertainment, but you actually walk, walk away with a little something, you know. With their long legacy, and obviously uh, the comedy team is now one, right? Um, the they're no longer involved per se but have you gone through three generations or two generations like uh, maybe your children listen or your grandchildren or so that, how has it changed yeah. it's, it's been around forever yeah how has the audience changed and, and what comments do you get these days uh well the answer is yes we always had a pretty broad audience mm -hmm. in fact i think kids always like to show mm -hmm. and we discovered at some point that I mean my theory on it is that kids could sense when adults were not behaving themselves <laughs> and they kind of like that wonderful you know it was fun to watch it was like yeah. oh they're not they're not following the rules this is fun and so I think kids got the sense that that Tom and Ray were not following the rules of radio and they were just having a good time and they mm -hmm. liked that um, later, you know, we, we did new shows for about 25 years. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, even, you know, 15 years into it, you know, we started getting comments about, oh, you know, uh, my parents listened, you know, mm -hmm. um, and they, they drove me around and they were always listening to it. I saw, so I, you know, I grew up listening to your show. Um, you know, we had people who, you know, met and got married, you know, sort of around their Shared, you know, interested the, yeah, uh, lower right. show. We had people who named their kids Tommy and Ramy, and you know, um, wonderful. <laughs> and uh, you know, we, we we still we still get comments that people say, you know, they will listen to the podcast these days, and they'll and they'll say, you know what, it just makes me feel better, you know. What a nice thing. I listen what a to the show, and it, I feel better. Is. I feel better, you know, after the show than I felt before it. And it, it's true. You know, it's good to laugh. It's good to. Yeah. It's good to remember that you know it's just a car, and you know that's true of all problems, and at least most problems. <laughs> I guess there's some that are more serious, but you know, it's just <clears throat> a problem. It's going to pass. You know, you're here. Everything's fine. You know. In the modern world in which we are now, you. Uh, could you talk a little bit about the, the process of the website and syndication? There's a print version still. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, in one of the publications I work for, their pictures are still the here East on the Bay, left. Yeah. Uh, East Bay and yeah. in San Jose, their, their pictures are over here and my pictures over here. And it's an honor, kind of. Even it's, well, it's easier yeah. for you to look good then. Than yeah, easier to look comparison. Good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, so, where, where, how does it work with the? Um, 
Yeah. Stepping forward from the you know two tin cups and a string that well, you started yeah, with. How, no, how is it these days? What's going on? It's it's an interesting media environment right now, as as you guys probably know. You know, it's um, you know with the you know with the rise of the web, the barrier to entry on this stuff is really is very low. So it's you know it's it's easy to keep something going even if it's not you know like in our heyday we mm-hmm. had five million listeners a week tuning in, which is you know really big. Good Lord, right? that's a lot, yeah. Um, well, you don't need that now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we've got a podcast that goes out a couple times a week. You know, and it's a few hundred thousand people who are listening. Uh, but we can do it for them. You know, it's sure. not, you know, it, it's not a, an enormous undertaking to do that. You know, we have a newspaper column that Ray still does mm-hmm. um, that you mentioned mm-hmm. Um that uh, you know we we work on uh, together, and that's part of the the website. It goes on the website. It yeah. posts on the and it and it goes out to you know a hundred some odd newspapers uh, a couple times a week. Um, we do we, we 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 run a program for NPR stations where we uh, help them get donations of old cars mm-hmm. and you know turn those into donations to help the station stuff for like affiliate that. stations. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we have a website, you know, which is an information website. Yeah. Um, you know, which probably mo- at least moderately useful <laughs> to no, some people. I was looking at it last night. There's a, yeah. more, to that, more than I kind of envisioned was involved with this. Yeah. Stuff. There's evergreen stories. There's columns that you do, I'm yeah. assuming, and others. So I think it's yeah, there's advice. a lot more than I thought there might be on the website. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you know it's it's uh, it, it sort of started as the you know as a radio show and fun and then it, it's sort of continuing you know in a ver- in various ways as uh, you know to help people you know either entertain them or provide some information. Um, we'd be remiss if we divert just for we wouldn't give you the fair shake here if we didn't mention away from the automotive space you. Started wait wait don't tell me yeah which is other than those t- two comedians it may be the second most popular maybe it's the most popular NPR show I don't know uh, yeah I don't know either <laughs> but I, it's it's, the, it's really good and thank uh, you what did that that were you uh, having a beer one day and the idea came to you or what's the genesis of of that show that the re- the way that came to me was that um, we were doing car talk and car talk was you know I don't know five years old or so at the time maybe a little older. And so, you know, NPR, which was, you know, at the time, a very serious place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, Car Talk was kind of an anomaly for them. They sort of, like, accidentally got a humor show, you know, a comedy show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were like, you know, so it was like classical, classical, you know, war, <laughs> war, war in the Middle East, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, disabilities, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then comedy, you know, and so it was kind of weird. And they said, you know what, it'd be really nice if we could have another hour at least to pair with that. So it would be sort of like a, mm-hmm. a section. It looked intentional rather than yes. yeah. accidental. So they said, can you can you come up with something else? Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking, and that's that's sort of what led to Wait, Wait. It took really a couple of years to develop. Um, and that was launched in 1998. And it's... Um, it's pro- you know it's certainly the top entertainment show on NPR now. Yes, yeah, some of but that, but that's that's not there's not a big pool to compete with. <laughs> I mean, no, it does very well. Yeah. I'm on the t- I'm on the major fan club of of NPR, and um, 
sometimes it does get very serious to yeah, this day. Yeah, so, like, and they got a lot going on in the world. Yeah, and it's justifiable that it's serious. And, but I, and I admire everything that they do in that regard. I mean, it's you know, it's a, it's a tremendous service they're doing. But we do joke. We you know, we kid, we kid NPR. You know that. Um, the, mm-hmm. the, the, we're the comedy department, you know. A quick, and, quick diversion. Uh, years ago, when I was covering pro cycling, um, I did some interviews on NPR and, and Capital Public Radio in Sacramento, and they brought me into Capital Public Radio. And Renee Montaigne was known to interview uh-huh. me, and I said, "Oh, Renee, I'm a big fan of yours. You, you're just, just the best." And she said, "Okay, James, uh, I'll do a countdown, da 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 da. And if I happen to go up on something, don't worry, we'll stop and we'll start again." So she said, like I did, you know, three, two, one, welcome to uh, Morning Edition, blah, 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 Renee Montaigne, and she stumbled on her own name. And she just said, <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck. And <laughs> <laughs> I said, Renee, I really like you. Now I like you even yeah, more. So, yeah. so I had a, 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 my 15 minutes with, uh, with Renee Montaigne. Too bad you couldn't, great. you couldn't get that as your uh, ringtone. Right. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. Um, so we were here at this wonderful event um, to go to back to autos. Um, best of the Bay. Uh, what do you make of the, some of the cars you've driven? Let's. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. What have, we've had what 13 cars to drive, 14 yeah, cars. Yeah. And so um, we're going to. Uh, I think we kind of have to sort of be secret about it, but we're not going to be secret now. What okay. Do you, what, this, what, this what is going to be released after? Yeah, uh, this will be after released. the voting. Yeah, yeah, after the yeah. voting. So what have you liked? What wow. You liked? Yeah, a, a lot of really impressive cars actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you my overall thought first. It's starting to feel like internal combustion feels old, you know. Mm-hmm. We've got a number of EVs here, and you drive an EV, and it's quiet, and the you know the acceleration is instantaneous, mm-hmm. uh, and it's smooth, and you know it's it's you know uh, it, it's non-polluting and all that stuff, and you know you get into something with a you know a two-liter you know internal combustion engine with a traditional transmission and you, you know, you sort of step on the gas to, to accelerate and it takes half a second mm-hmm. and you're thinking, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know? Um, so I'm, I'm really starting to feel like, uh, some of the internal combustion engines, they're starting to feel like old technology and I'm, I'm probably ahead of the curve, mm-hmm. you know, as are you guys. Cause you're, you know, you're driving cars all the time, but it, it feels like there's a real clear advantage. You know, mm-hmm. when you really drive them back to back. I, I feel you similarly. Feel uh-huh. um, however, it's kind of like, you know, meeting someone and uh, and um, you're romantically interested in that person, but um, they're they're very attractive, but they have a terrible personality. Politics <laughs> is black. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, that's yeah. how I see electric cars because uh-huh. if you have to rely upon the public charging network, yes, it's yes. just a miserable experience, and that taints my Absolutely. feelings uh, that otherwise would be positive to the to the electric cars. Um, and then the other factor is is the weight. Mm-hmm. Is I can feel that weight all the time. Every time the road turns, I can feel that mass wanting to keep going the way it was going. And um, even though they've tightened up the suspensions so much, 
and you know, turning in is pretty crisp. I mean, I can feel the tires rolling on their rims. Really? Yeah. It's it just does not it, want to handle. I feel it more in some than others. You know, yeah. I feel like they're starting to get a handle on that. But you're right. You know, you're certainly right that the that while the technology is great, the infrastructure is not is not there yet, and it's it has been frustrating for a lot of people. I hadn't heard this, uh, this term till maybe six weeks ago. Uh-huh. I was talking to a friend, and, it, and actually two friends mentioned it independent of each other. They talked about uh, public charging station rage. Yeah. So <laughs> sure. you're the first person in line, and someone sneaks right in and there, and then it escalates, yeah. and you're doing well, it for the right reasons, except yeah. all of a sudden it's... Or you're, <laughs> or you're waiting you know, yeah. for, for 45 minutes, and then the thing doesn't work. You know? that, that's right. That's, yeah. that's yeah. the other so, part of the rage. Yeah, no, it's not... It, it, it'll get there. It'll, it'll get, get there. there. Uh, but the technology is impressive, you know. Um, I thought that the Genesis GV70 electric was a really nice car. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it impressed me. It, it, it's sort of, uh, you know, better than it costs. I was impressed by the... Um, by I the, agree. Yeah, the Genesis is yeah. a very nice driving car. Yeah, yeah. The materials are very handsome. Yeah, yeah, it just, it's, it's uh, and it just glides. Yeah. You know, it feels very luxurious. One of the things yeah. I think about is if living in Sacramento, if I drove to L.A., of the cars that were here that you'd say, okay, uh, I could drive that car to LA and feel, mm-hmm. you know, be no stress. You'd yep. put on some spa music or something and you just drive along Interstate 5 at 90 and nobody's, yeah. you know, nobody bothers you. So uh, that would be a fun drive. Yeah, yeah, I was impressed with the Prius. I'll tell mm-hmm. you the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've I mean, driven Pre-I over the years. Pre-I, I love it. Pre-I. <laughs> yeah, NPR, right? you got to uh, use the sure, lab. Sure, sure, Um But was the but, Prius different enough from previous pre-i that um that it you know warrants um appealing to a a new audience well it might um i mean i thought it it was it was certainly quicker than previous pre-i yeah for sure yeah um you know to the point where it, it like there was no penalty you know you didn't feel like you were just bogging down and waiting, you know? Yeah. It felt like a regular car. The handling was better. It was more comfortable. It had a, sl- a somewhat more upscale uh, interior, which mm-hmm. is probably the trim level. Uh, and the styling, the is, styling is, is certainly a is night and day. Yes. I mean, not that it, you know, when I say it's the best looking Prius, you know, ever, that's not a high bar. Uh, <laughs> no, it's but, not. But, but, you know, anybody looking... Excuse me. <clears throat> Anybody looking, you know, to, to get 40 miles of all electric power and then 50 miles to the gallon, otherwise, in a nice looking car, mm-hmm. you know, that that does everything reasonably well for not a huge price, I thought it was impressive. You know, I thought they I thought they made significant improvements to that car. You know, really meaningful improvements. Yes. Um, going back to car talk for for a moment. Um, put you on the spot again yeah. uh, since you're intimately involved with it um, are there some maybe a little behind the scenes story of a particular caller or two or people who still mm-hmm. contact you or <laughs> other staff people about you know how are the brothers even though knowing that one's deceased Yeah. what, what are some things that go on with the public that you can share well I'll, t- I'll tell you a fun story um, uh, there's a woman who wrote to us um, and she, uh, her husband, 
had developed Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And so she would drive him around, you know, and to, to medical appointments or whatever else he needed. Mm -hmm. And um, they were in their pickup and she was driving. Uh, and she said, car talk came on. And, you know, she started laughing at something. Mm -hmm. And he started laughing. Oh, man. And they looked at each other and they were both laughing. And, and she said, you know, we had this moment of connection yeah. that he was there. Oh, how and, wonderful. And, yeah. and, you know, we hadn't had that, you know, in, in who knows how long, right? Yes. And she said, and I was, I was so moved by it that I didn't notice that the car in front of me had stopped and I plowed right into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, but then she said, but it was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really nice. Yeah. <clears throat> um, how was how uh, Ray? Ray's great. Mm -hmm. Ray's great. How He's, old a man is he now? Uh, good question. Uh, he would early be early 80s now, yeah? No, no, he's 70. He's uh, 74. Well, that's right. He's, he's, the he's younger. younger than he's 12 years younger than Tom. Yeah. So he's, he's 74. Mm -hmm. He gave the garage to his employees uh, mm -hmm. at some point um, and still goes into work a couple days a week. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me, just because he enjoys it. Mm -hmm. And he likes to tinker in cars. So he does that. Um, he's always busy. He's just the kind of guy who's always got a project. He's got a bunch of grandkids. Mm -hmm. um, so he's he's great. I you know I talk to him every couple of weeks when we're working on the column stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we you know we FaceTime and you know catch up and do some do some quote unquote work. Sure. You know what would the if if you can share a little bit about mm -hmm. since we're all journalists here, yeah. what is the process of that when you're collaborating with him on a column or another idea he may present to you or vice versa. Yeah. I'm sure he must be an easy guy to work with. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's fun. It's, you know, whenever you're with one of those guys, it's, it's just a good time. Mm -hmm. um, basically, we, you know, we solicit questions, you know, mm -hmm. from the newspaper readers yes. and from the website and I'll go through those and I'll, I'll pick a bunch. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Basically, he doesn't like to think about stuff in advance. Like he, from same from the show, they sure. never wanted to know it was coming, you know, because they, they said if they knew it was coming, they might be ob obligated to have the right answer. <laughs> I love <laughs> it would be too I much. <laughs> so um, I will essentially read him a question, you yeah. know, and he'll answer it, and I'll you know I'll record uh, our meeting, and then I'll go back and I'll you know sort of put it into column form and send it to him, mm -hmm. and he'll do an edit on it, you know. Um, and then we'll uh, we'll send it out. Could that perhaps be a podcast? It could be. Uh, yeah, funny, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hadn't yeah. thought of that. <laughs> the inside inside actor studio. I mean, everything everything's a podcast, right? Look, here I am. <laughs> here, here, we, here we are with <laughs> our bars two, low. Ten cops. And, yeah. <laughs> That's right. So after Tom and Ray retired, yeah, um, then uh, was the best of shows, right. which. Uh, if I understood, you're still producing yeah. the best of. We're, we're doing it a little differently. At the time, um, th this was, you think you're talking about 2012 when we switched over to a best of format, mm -hmm. um, where it was essentially the same format as, as, as right before then, mm -hmm. but we were just putting in great calls, you know, um, all the time. Um, what we've done, starting about a year ago, we decided, and this is partially by request from some listeners, 
to go back to the beginning of the series and sort of rerun it, mm. you know, with some editing. Because, you know, in, in retrospect, you know, when you do a radio show, uh, I mean, not that many people do radio anymore. It's more, you know, it's all podcast. Podcast doesn't have, doesn't have a time limit, you know, on either end. You can go as short or long as you want. Sure. Radio, you've really got to fit into this, you know, this, this tight uh, clock. So, um, you know, there was stuff in the early shows that, you know, had we had more options, we might say, you know, this call's a little boring, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, but we need to fill the hour, you know, I mean, it probably didn't feel like that to listeners, but to close listeners like us as producers, yes. um, you know, we sort of had calls that were, you know, tens and some that were nines and some that were eights and, you know, mm-hmm. so we've, you know, we've sort of gone through them again and just kept the best stuff. So the, the show, instead of being an hour, is about 35, 40 minutes now on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And where do we feed two of them a week? Now, um, what shows might I hear from an affiliate station that still broadcasts? Um, as far as I know, there are no affiliate stations that are still broadcasting the show. Okay. So it's just podcasts now, if you want to listen. It's a shame because... You can avoid it more easily. <laughs> in, in Sacramento, uh, we're in the stages of losing our NPR station. The yeah, Public Radio is just sad story. It's a really sad story, but mm-hmm. um, I hope that they, they find a way to resolve it because it's, you know, I've yeah. been listening to it for more than 30 years. They will, they will. They'll find a, find a way. But it's um, going to be painful. Yeah, it's going to be painful. Yeah, it sounds and like a mess. So it sounds like a mess. But yeah. uh, back to Car Talk, do you, uh, the people still, uh, you mentioned this wonderful story about the woman and her mm-hmm. husband. Do you still get people writing? Uh, is there a stack of mail that you dump on the desk somewhere <laughs> and go through? Or yeah. yeah. Well, we get we get mail from co- the column. People still use yeah. that yeah. as a way to reach us. And we get email all the time, sure. Yeah. And are you the person who goes through or do you have a staff? Or how, how does that, I mean, it must be a, a substantial amount of feedback. Um, yeah, I mean, I get I get forwarded all the stuff um, that comes into the column, and then you know uh, the other stuff gets circulated when it's something sort of particularly special or interesting. Sure. Yeah, you yeah. Know, gotcha. Um, that what somebody wants everybody to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, since my background is newspapers and yeah. the, the column is still uh, distributed, you mentioned earlier uh, more than a hundred papers. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. some of the ones that are the larger circulation papers around the country can you you know so if you like the st louis post dispatch or the new york times or what do you know some of the names of the papers where, where it appears nope <laughs> okay. oh, it's okay. not the new york times <laughs> i know we're not in the new york times i don't remember it's, it's something i used to sort of keep up on yeah you know, hard to it's back so, uh, in the more day than 100. Wow. and uh i just i don't anymore uh, but like you said your paper san jose Merck, yeah yeah and east bay times that's so. right they used to be substantially, you know, several hundred yeah. thousand. And it was now it's much smaller than it that. Was in the was it the Chronicle or the uh, what was the other San Francisco paper? The, the Examiner. Uh, the Examiner. Examiner for a while. Yeah. yeah, I think it was an Examiner paper. Um, yeah. So I, I yeah I don't keep up on it. We just we just put them out and obviously people are seeing it and sending in questions and comments. So is Ray um, savvy? Um, we talked about electric vehicles. I mean, he uh-huh. is, is he. Up up to uh, standards yeah. on that, he understands, of course, and oh, he's yeah. an expert. But he's a technology guy, so he's and he's always interested in new stuff and new yes. cars, and he works on cars, you know, still a couple of days a week. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah, he's he's still he's still an expert, I think. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah. John, you have anything that's... Uh, so I enjoy listening to the podcast. I'm a regular listener. Thank you. And um, um, a, um, a good friend of mine who's a retired dentist, I'm helping him do a, a car restoration right now. And we went for a parts run. He got into my pickup and car talk was on. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh my gosh. And he, he doesn't yeah. listen to podcasts. And yeah. he was so stoked to, to hear <laughs> click and clack. Yeah. So did you teach him how to, how to get podcasts? <laughs> I, I, have, I have not shown him how to do that. All right. Um, but the next day he shows up and he's wearing his car talk t-shirt. Ah. And uh, yeah. it's pretty tattered now. But yeah, uh, yeah. he's... You know, demonstrated what a what a big fan he is. A lot yeah. of people uh, are fans and sure. still, still enjoy it. Yeah, well, it was, you know, it was it was on for you know thirty years. Um, that, that covers a lot of the population. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess for me, the and I'm sure for many people, the the uh, humor and the names and the malaprops and all that stuff. Um, it, the, the one that sticks out, of course, the most is Dewey Cheatham and Howe, I would yeah. imagine. And uh, I guess a good place to end our podcast would to talk about Dewey Cheatham and Howe, having an attorney in the family and yeah. knowing other friends who are attorneys. It's just the best. So what is the, what's the background on Dewey Cheatham and Howe? Well, it, w- it was a direct steal from the Three Stooges. Okay. That was the, that was the origin of it. Uh, but it was in the public domain, yeah. I think, at some point. We... Um, the way that started was uh, there was a um, Tom used to bring in like a, a little clip or something a newspaper mm-hmm. clip or something he thought was interesting or fun yes to the show and early on he brought in this clip that was about someone had done a study uh, about smoking and driving and how smokers were worse drivers uh, and the guy who did it was this guy named Dr. Joe DeFranza, who was a, uh, a mafia researcher. member. <laughs> Sounds like a yeah. mafia. Yeah, sorry. Well, <laughs> uh, he, he's actually a, a, an erudite researcher at the oh, okay. University of Massachusetts. Who was there? I think. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Off on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're going to write your hate mail to James. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, oh, well. So, so Tom brings this thing up on the show and uh you know he he says well you know the what's cited here is that smokers are risk takers you know that's what they found and that you know that correlates to riskier driving and stuff and or ray said that and mm-hmm. and, and and tom said no i know what it is he said, I I, he said, that. Yeah. yeah 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 he said you know i was driving once in my you know he was driving in his uh sleek black beauty which is a 65 ambassador convertible and he was smoking a cigar one day and he said he pulled up next to a bus Mm -hmm. and the tip of the cigar fell off into his lap (laughs) and he said he said that everybody in the bus was watching him do what was an early version of break dancing to try to get this thing out from his crotch under the seat. And he said, that's why smokers are a worse driver. And so for some reason, we decided at the end of that show to, to credit Joe DeFranza. We said our automotive medical researcher is Dr. Mm-hmm. Joe DeFranza. Gotcha. And that became part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said to the guys at some point a few weeks later, I said, you know, I don't know if this is a good idea. Uh, I mean, this guy is like a scientist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He may, you know, he may not look favorably on us, kind of making fun of him, and mm-hmm. you know, all <laughs> yes. Stuff. And 
And they said, ah, don't worry about it. You know, and we they kept doing it. And then one day we get this big manila envelope and the, the return address is Dr. Joseph DeFranza. Uh-oh. You know, oh, yeah. University of Massachusetts, Worcester. And I said, Maybe oh, he didn't have such a great sense of humor. Here we go, a lawsuit. <laughs> oh, no. well, actually, what happened was I convinced the guys to stop doing it, you know, at some point. And then this letter arrives, and I thought, we, we waited too long, you know. And um, I open the letter, and it's from Joe DeFrance, and he says, hey, why'd you stop mentioning my name on the show? great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and so that sort of started this um, this credits thing at the end of the show, where yes. we ju- it just built over built time. Up. And one of them yeah. was Dewey G. Mao, our law firm. And then when we finally opened our first office, we thought, you know what, we have to have a window that where it says Dewey Cheatham and Howe sure. in yes. gold leaf. Wonderful. <laughs> I, I don't know if we're running out of time, but I got more story. I can continue with this. Uh, the, so we actually we did that Harvard Square. We got a an office and we we decided to have it painted uh, in gold leaf. And we so we I had to research. I was in charge of finding someone to paint gold leaf, which was already a you know a lost, a lost art, art, a yeah. lost art like calligraphy. Yeah, no one's no one's doing that. So I finally find this guy, and Tom and Ray and I are in the office. Um, we used to go there uh, you know, on Wednesdays to work on our column, and we do the same thing that I do with Ray, where we just talk through them and record mm-hmm. it and laugh. So we're sitting around this little table, and the, there's a knock on the door, and there's this old guy, uh, almost ancient, mm-hmm. you know, stooped over, bent over, you know, almost perpendicular, yeah. <laughs> and he's got a couple of you know uh, toolboxes with him. He turns sort of his head sideways and says, I, I'm here to paint the sign, you know. Said, okay, come on in. So he, you know, he shuffles across the floor, you know, and he looks and he's got a stencil and stuff. And he says, you have a, a ladder I can use? No, we don't have a ladder. He says, we've got a folding chair. He goes, all right. And he gets the folding chair and he gets up. And I'm worried this guy's going to sure, fall absolutely. off. And he's standing bent over on the folding chair and he puts his stencil on the window and he gets to work and we're doing our our column and uh, and we've you know really sort of forgotten he's there um, and there's a question about insurance about the insurance industry and how insurance people you know is a ripoff and this guy some guy was complaining about a problem he had with his car insurance and Tom and Ray go out on this rant about how insurance people screw everybody they're you know they're you know they're crooks and they're terrible and every insurance for you know and, and they they're laughing we're having they're having a great time and finally you know the laughter stops and there's a little silence and 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 we forgot about this guy and he turns on his chair you know bent over and he says you know my brother was an insurance oh. and we're like oh no it's a poor guy we just you know and he says yes he fucked everybody anyway so the, the credits built on that's where Dewey Cheatman Howe came from. And and the, the window, last note, I promise. I'll Please, let you no, guys it's great. We've been gone all day. The, uh, when we finally gave up the office, the building was set to be renovated, and they basically threw everybody out around 2015. Um, 
we got in touch with the Historical Commission of Cambridge, mm-hmm. and they thought, yeah, we really want to preserve this. So they, you know, they asked the developer mm-hmm. to preserve the Dewey Cheatham Howe window, and they got an agreement. They agreed. Oh, that's cool. That's so wonderful. it will be there in perpetuity, looking over Harvard Square. Uh, which is great. This is great. Yeah. What a great way to uh, end a podcast on a great story about Dewey Cheatham and Howe. And uh, we want to thank Doug Berman. Uh, we're at the Best of the Bay in Santa Rosa. We're finishing up a really nice occasion. Yeah. And so, Doug, thanks uh, for being our guest on the Weekly Driver Podcast. Please, everybody, visit cartalk.com. And um, thank you for being our guest. Thank you, guys. It was fun to, fun to be with you and fun to be on the podcast.